Well, Gallet and hello to the IGN UK podcast. My name's Joe Scrabbles. I'm joined by Simon Cardi and Matt Perslow. Hello, I'm very tired. Yes, we are recording this direct from LA, home of the LA Giants, the Steelers. LA Giants. <laughs> You've gone mad. And most of all, the Electronics Entertainment Exposition. Uh, which is held every year in celebration, (laughs) which is held every year in the celebration of the man who invented video games and died to make them free. Uh, Who was that? Jonathan Computer Game. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The madness is definitely here, isn't it? It's uh, right just before, as always, uh, it's just before the IGN party. Uh, we almost always record on this day, yep. but it's the first time for both of you. Yep. And it's not as much booze happening this time, because we're in a real rush. We're in a rush. I've got to jump in the shower for this, putting that thought in everyone's mind who's listening, me in the shower. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, going to have a little party, might have a, might have a bit of a dance tonight. I, I love seeing you dance, because I know that it means you've reached critical mass. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Just danger. <laughs> it's the... The boy who fucks. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just expressing joy. Yeah. It's not like a mating ritual. I mean, it is. I mean, you. it is for some. Yeah. You. Yeah. I just need to speak. But basically what we're going to do on this podcast, it's not a normal podcast, obviously. We're going to talk about all the stuff we've seen, whether in conferences or on the show floor. We're just going to rattle through it and give you our opinions on fucking everything we can. Uh, mm. First up, we're going to start unusually with a bit of feedback because it ties in quite directly to what we're so going to talk apt. about. Adam wrote three days ago. So that's Monday or Sunday. Hello again. I was listening to Al's description of how his body would react to an announcement of Breath of the Wild 2. And I thought, what announcement would it take to make me literally shit my pants as well? I decided on the same pipe dream I have every year, and that is either Dead Space 4 or a full reboot of the Dead Space series. Hopefully, as you read this, we'll both be happy campers but in need of new pants. Thanks, Adam. Well, please, he doesn't have to buy any new pants because there's no Dead Space. But Al has been shopping all week. <laughs> Says at the end of his email, don't read his second name. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll just bleep it. How about that? I'll um, bleep it. Remind me to bleep it. Okay, and are if you I editing this? I suppose I am now. Yeah. All right. We'll get that. (laughs) Well done, Adam Bleep. Yeah, so you didn't get anything, Adam. Dead Space remains dead. But fucking hell, we got Breath of the Wild 2. The world has gone insane. It's the only time I've ever seen you express that outburst of joy that I only see from Americans I am so sneery about Americans screaming at conferences and I lost it I there, there are circumstances around this uh, I for reasons I'm not totally allowed to talk about <laughs> knew a bit of what was happening in the sure. Nintendo conference didn't tell you that though did they they uh, 100% no idea this was happening and I it took other people had worked it out before me because I was so convinced it could not be a Zelda game. So when, you know when it, it starts with those runes and mm. it was like, that's the art style. And I, like, I think I believed from about 10, 15 seconds in. Yeah. But it's like that belief of, I can see what's in front of me, but surely not. Yeah. It's just incredible. I just, I'm so happy it's happening. I may be wrong because I'm not the biggest Zelda fan in the world, but 
they've never done a pure sequel in the same art style, in the same world to another game. Uh, Majora's Mask was similar. Majora's Mask is the same engine, and it's a di- it is a direct sequel to Ocarina of Time, but it's sort of Alice in Wonderland. So he's yeah. it's Link as he was at the end of Ocarina of Time, but then gets taken to an alternate version of Hyrule. Yeah. Um, they have done a canonical sequel in art style with I think Phantom Hourglass and Spirit yeah, Tracks, but the they're not but they're yeah. not mainline games. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is super interesting. Like they are very clearly doubling down on story. Yeah, like it's, it's the next chapter for you know as they left at the end. You know yeah. Zelda and, and Link leave at the end of Breath of the Wild, and this is I love it. Kind of like there's almost a, like a traditional fantasy element. They've both got the capes on. They've yeah. kind of she's cut her hair like as if it's yeah. like I can't have it long because of the danger of you know going into crypts now and stuff yeah. like that. And crypts, I think, is the word right. What the fuck's going on with that? Yeah, it's well. It seems to be beneath Hyrule Castle, yeah. which is bonkers because <laughs> we've never seen that before. Um, or at least it's the impl- implication it is because we see a shot of Hyrule Castle taking mm-hmm. off when something's happened, which mm. appears to be the mummy, which I yeah. genuinely think is Ganon's mummy. Um, <laughs> uh, we've covered all, covered all this. By the way, we're not going to go into super deep stuff here, but we have a rewind theatre that include, includes tons of our opinions on what we think's going on. And I've got a whole piece about how I think this is a new Majora's Mask, which means this will come out soon. I genuinely think it's going to be out next Christmas. Fucking pop off! I will go mental. My God! Um, But uh, yeah, it looks like it's a full follow-on. They've called it a sequel. Yeah. So they're not doing the boring prequel stuff they did in Champions Ballad. Mm. And I think it will follow on from the the true ending of Breath of the Wild, which is Zelda saying. Varuta, the elephant divine beast, is broken. Let's go fix it. And mm-hmm. I think something mental's happened. It's so good. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, I saw, I read an article today, they won't confirm or deny if Zelda is playable. Yeah. So I've, we all fit, I think we're all on the same page that we think it might be a co op game. I think, I think it's more likely that it's a game in which you play Zelda. Yeah. Mm. But I think it's possible that it's a co op game. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, like, Odyssey is a co-op game in the way that like someone can play Mario's cap, right? Yeah. And it's kind of like so the I know that they're not maybe the, by the same teams, but the company as a whole is starting to move into these kind of more in inverted sort of brackets, like modern ideas of how to play games and stuff like that. Mm. And I think the idea of kind of doing a big traditional single player RPG, mm. but you can play together I think that's wonderful or maybe there's a tag teaming system maybe you can be yep. playing as Link and then tap down on the on the D-pad and you switch over to Zelda mm-hmm. and they've got two very different approaches I mean imagine if it was GTA and you <laughs> could switch between them and they're in different places because there's a shot of the, her falling down yeah. and, and Link's something magical is happening to his hand like that's the moment at which I think oh this game could actually be about Zelda and Link is out of action and she has yeah. to save him which would be very interesting. Yeah. Um, but this is all speculation. We haven't played mm-hmm. this game. Yeah. But oh my, it's the to me, it's by far the biggest thing that mm-hmm. came I mean, out don't this year. I think it will be actually as far away. No, as, I think like, it's. I normally think it's there's a long gap between. So you, you found. I think it's 2020. Next, wow. Um, I mean, I could see that. Like late next year. They've been hiring. Yeah, I think Christmas next year. They've they've been hiring for this game for a year. Uh, and they just started hiring at Monolith Soft in February, who were the co-development partners yeah. who worked on level design. And level design is quite a late-on part of development. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, so I, they have the art style in place. They have they've got the engine, the chemistry engine's in there, the art style's locked yeah. in, the backstory's locked in, like so much of the growth. All the mechanics. Pre- yeah. Because like, yeah. they'll develop from there. You know, the fighting will still be the same fighting, yeah. the platforming, all of that will be there. But also, like, think of the implication of the end of... 
Breath of the Wild has Zelda saying, I think my powers have diminished mm-hmm. after, after 100 years trapped. Yeah. Uh, so is Zelda... Is, gonna, is it going to be like Metroid and she gets her powers back? Like... <sighs> She becomes all powerful, so like a Zelda by yeah. the end. What if they just switch on its head and like Zelda uh, links the one who's like in I don't know cryostasis or something? Well, that's what we were saying. Yeah. He's like, we think that there's a big possibility that he's going to be gone. Yeah, like that you're you're having to save him. Yeah, I, I can't wait. It's going to be yeah. insane. Into it. Talking mm. of of this, do you, you, can you see where my segue is I was about going? to segue in exactly Are you the same way. You trying to segue? Yeah, I am. Yeah, do it. Um, so. There's a game coming out from... Ubisoft announced a new IP in a very, very bizarre way. They yeah. did it at the end of their conference, which is where they do normally announce new IPs. Mm. It's called Gods and Monsters, but rather than doing that thing where, like, the stage goes dark and then they just show like a gameplay demo. Minutes, yeah. yeah. They didn't. They It's just it's quite a traditional trailer. Mm. And so I think to a lot of people at the moment, Gods and Monsters is this unknown thing that yeah. looks... It looks like a pretty sort of open world game, but yeah. nobody knows like what sort of scale it's it is. Painterly art style, like yeah, Breath like of the Breath of the Wild. Wild. And but they didn't give any details. Which so me and Matt have seen two minutes of this game on, running on Stadia, on Stadia, on a phone. It was <laughs> mad. It worked. Um, <laughs> And we got a full presentation on what this game is, and I thought they'd at least give some of those details at the conference because it's Breath of the Wild. It is <laughs> essentially Breath of like not even just loosely saying it's Breath of the Wild. It's got the same camera angle. You play a small hero with a sword. Yeah, you, you have stamina pa- wheels. You have stamina wheel to climb. You can parachute off cliffs. You can. Yeah. You're fighting monsters. It is basically Breath of the Wild, but set in the mythology of ancient Greece, mm-hmm. which is, sounds. Banging, it and sounds it sounds really good. It's done by the team that made Odyssey, so it's got all of that mythical background. Yeah. To and it. that's big pedigree as well. Like that's yeah. one of yeah. the, I. To, I don't enjoy every Assassin's Creed game, no. but that one really. Oh yeah, o- Odyssey. Like I am, so I adore Assassin's Creed, and like I've played every single one of them. And Odyssey is the peak for me. Like mm. this last year's one was the best, and have that team say, you know what, we're not going to do another Assassin's Creed this year, this time around. We're going to do. I mean. It, it sounds so cynical to say it's just Breath of the Wild and that should almost be like not a compliment it's just oh god you just saw Nintendo do this amazing game so you're going to do it but like I know we've only seen it's so like two or three they minutes promised, seen, they pro- but, and the bit that got me most sighted was that like, ancient Greek is a great like world tapestry to, to work yeah, with yeah. and the way that they present the story so it's done um, Bastion style yeah. that game so, so you've got oh, Homer the ancient yeah. Greek author narrating the story by telling you the story of the game to his grandchildren around a bonfire so it, it basically narration comes in as you play so you're constantly getting the story as you go mm. and, and like the kids really can nice... comment on it and then Homer can sort of like tell them oh, what this of... means it's not going to do like Call of Juarez stuff where it's like changing based on the narration or anything I Ooh, don't no. think so they basically it's a uh, it has got a plot to it, but it's a very open game. Like you don't, you can do it in any order. You can. I don't know if you the have to do wild, everything. Yeah. I don't know if you have to do everything to beat the game necessarily. But yeah, it's got this. We only saw the grassy plains, which is very reminiscent of Breath of the Wild. But mm-hmm. there's lots of different biomes. You can go to the underworld. Presumably, have a little battle with Hades. Mm-hmm. And yes, yeah. it's got an air of quiet death. I hear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, uh, look, if I'm going to put Phantom Friend in this preview, I'll, I'll do it. Cardi's become a previews writer for this E3 trip, and he, he keeps getting mad fucking quotes into stuff. <laughs> Although, have to point out, undoubtedly the greatest strapline of the show is Cardi's Gods and Monsters preview. Do you want to tell people what it is? Uh, Fetter the devil you know. Very strong. It's good. Still in my head. It has a, <laughs> a couple of... 
levels to it. I can't speak anymore. I'm <laughs> still alive. I'm, su- um, I'm super interested in Gods and Monsters. And it's out in February. Which, <laughs> which is, is insane. Yeah. So, so like, it, I mean, it would be banging if Zelda does come out next yeah. year. Mm-hmm. But, like, if it doesn't, like, it still could be out next yeah. year because we get Gods and Monsters. And it's sad. on Switch as well. So. Yeah. It's sad that it's been forgotten amidst everything else. Like, well, it's, it's only the thing got forgotten because it was a 30 second teaser everyone yeah. went oh that's cool no idea what it is yeah. they didn't really even explain that it's like a full triple A massive open that's world it's, game it's like, very easy to look at that art style and just assume it's one of the smaller Ubi scale Ubi's, yeah. yeah Ubi's yeah. and it's not it is a it's the new triple A IP yeah. and I think the suggestion is is you know if this one does well other well, mythologies asked, exist yeah. I, know, I asked the question I was like so is this strictly grounded in green mythology it's like yes this one is yeah, yeah. Also, <laughs> gods, gods and monsters is pretty open yeah, yeah. That's, tough. Um, that's two games that we haven't actually played no. mm-hmm. let's talk about what I think is all of our game of the show mm-hmm. yes which is Watch Dogs Legion absolutely Ubisoft are having a good old time I, Watch Dogs Legion I've just played it mm. for 45 minutes you've both played it earlier in the week mm-hmm. uh, what we couldn't talk about before was that you'd gone to Toronto yes. and seen it and yep. done like reveal features talk to Clint Hawking the director and like basically covered every facet yeah, of this I game. Yeah, I spent like can. almost eight hours in the studio literally looking at every single piece they'd allow me to yeah. and it was like, it is the highlight of my career so far. It's insane. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> and this game just, I can't believe it exists. It does exactly what it says it does, which I think a lot of people, that's the main point that people have been picking up was like, they've read or watched stuff and they've gone, it's not actually going to work like that, is it? Yeah. But it does work. Do you know what's really funny? It's because we all knew what it was early. Mm. Um, when we talked to uh, our American colleagues about it, under embargo, <laughs> uh, we they were like... I had more than one person say to me, I, I'd go, Watchdog sounds incredible. And mm. they're like, is it just because it's set in London and you're excited about that? And yeah. I'm like, get this, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Driver San Francisco meets Shadow of Mordor. It's yeah. fucking mental. With all the fun and colour of Watch Dogs 2. Two. It, yeah. wouldn't, it wouldn't matter where that game is. Oh, God, no. I would. Don't get me wrong. Bonus points for London. It's also... I, I went in prepared to be cynical about the London yeah. that was presented. And the near future stuff isn't, like, my favourite thing. Mm-hmm. Drones and, you know, all that stuff. But it works, the, it works in the fiction and it works as a mechanic. Yeah. Um, but driving around it... This guy uh, who might... They always put you on a demo pod with someone who's mm. telling you how to kind of play as you go. Um, and there was one bit where he was like, oh, do you want to fast travel now? And I was like, no, can I just drive there, please? Yeah. And I spent about two or three minutes just driving through London mm. and going, oh my God, like, I've been to that club. I've run under yeah. this bridge. <laughs> like, it's so... Yeah. Were you driving uncanny. anything nice? I was driving what looked like a Jaguar. Yeah, I, I just I hijacked a London bus. Of course, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice because they've got like they've got you know how um, is it Musk is coming up with like the driverless cars and oh, the yeah, yeah. side they've got those. But you can also just get I found like what is clearly like a mock up of an Aston Martin DB5. It's got that proper classic yeah. London. Cool. You can set it to auto drive as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, because they were apparently one of the fictions now is is that every car has to be fitted with an automated drive system mm. because it's like in the future like traffic laws are so important and, right. and obviously all of this automated system like it's, it, it is a mad city you yeah. know it, it's mm. crazy um, but yeah we've seen as you say Cyberdog I think is the thing we want to point out it's insane that Cyberdog's in it <laughs> if you don't know what Cyberdog is it's a mad little shop in Camden Market yeah. and they sell all sorts of oddness yeah <laughs> and it is a shop that you can buy mad 
cyberpunky clothes from yeah. and it's called ExoMod and I'm very happy mm-hmm. it's there yeah, yeah. We, we've just spoken I've realised we've been speaking about how mad it is if there's anybody listening that doesn't know why Watch Dogs is mad it's because basically you can play as any person in the game more or less yeah I think the easiest way to talk about this is like who were all the people you got we've yeah. all played the demo and we've all mm-hmm. had different I've, people I've had I've had well if you want to extend from this we've got like four pieces of content we've made about yeah, Watch yeah, Dogs yeah. on the site Matt's done three amazing pieces. I did one preview about an old lady joining <laughs> a militia force. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've, I had 79-year-old Annette Schultz, a librarian who is now a stone-cold killer. <laughs> I, I had actually a, another old woman. I had uh, Elise Bath, and Ooh. she was an ex-engineer. Um, so she was well good with spider air butts. Yeah. <laughs> um, who did you start with? So I think for the E3 demo, they all started us with a variation of an old person. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah. I, I actually, the st- person next to me wasn't an old oh, really? person. So I think it might be based on which uh-huh. uh, demo project yeah, you had. Yeah, so, so I started as a... I didn't really look through her stats that much because I pretty much instantly changed away from her because I know that... I mean, it's not that old people are useless, but she does walk very slowly. Yeah, and can't but, really climb much. Yeah, and- yeah. Um, but I um, I recruited a guy called... I think it was called Jonathan Skultz or something like that. Legend. But um, he had a disease that meant he could just die at any point in the game. <laughs> yeah, like he could <laughs> just, just one just day just kill dead. over. And like those traits... The, the traits and the way they're tied to the backstories, they really work. So, yeah, yeah. so my guy was a celebrity, which meant that he got followed occasionally by news drones mm-hmm. that would take pictures of him, which would make stuff harder. So yeah. you're essentially taking a hit on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But he also, like, his relationships work for that. So he has, like, a blackmailer and, um, and like, I think he had a stalker as well mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Another guy I saw had a parole officer who'd been arrested, <laughs> which I loved. So it's like um, one of the people that I... So when you start... Like in the demo, you start in a pub. It's like a very traditional mm. Weatherspoons-y kind of looking place. Nicer than that. You think it's nicer than yeah. Weatherspoons? It's a nicer place. More yeah, of a homely series. Come on! It's a, it's a homely, nice little London pub. All right. It's not a Weatherspoons. You're in a homely, nice little London it wasn't, pub. It wasn't Curry Club. Right. Okay. But there was a, there was a couple sat in the corner on like a sofa sort of mm. arrangement they were obviously like a, like a partner you know couple partnership um, and I scanned them and you can see that as part of their schedule they like to come to the pub in an evening to have like their evening time together and that was nice but when you scan both of them you realise that one of like I think it's the husband in that relationship has a sister that's in hospital mm. and basically one of the ways you could intervene in his life is by bumping his sister up the list for treatment mm. And if you do that, it's not only that he becomes more interested in joining DedSec, but his wife will as well, because you're doing things that relate to her as well. Like it's, it's so deep. Yeah, it just yeah. all connects. It's just so systems good. on systems on systems. And it's like the, the way that all of these... And, and this is all basically procedurally made. The, there is a mad... I think it's called like Sense OS or something that runs under mm. Watch Dogs. And it's got these hundreds of thousands of elements that it can pull together to literally create like they quoted millions is what they're saying it can create millions of people and they all make sense because the logic of that system it's not just I think procedural generation is something that people have a 
poor idea of yeah. because they think it just means random and mm. it doesn't it's built with a logic mm. and so like even down to we know that like London is an incredibly multicultural city and I think it takes that into consideration as well mm. so when it's building characters if they are from a South Asian background like it can make sure that everything about that character fits that, yeah. their, their sort of personalities and stuff it is I, I never know I can't think of another game really that is built to that depth. No. Shadow of Mordor definitely like the orcs have personality. Yeah, but this is that it's a step to everyone. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait to play this game. It's like I genuinely believe the hype. <laughs> it's yeah. insane. Like, when we heard the rumors that there was a Watch Dogs set in London, that was already having me sold. So it's like, if it's yeah. Watch Dogs two, but just in London, I'll love that game. Yeah, but now it's something ten times more ambitious. Yeah. and can't wait. And that's March the sixth, I think. Start of next year is looking well. From pretty much from September this year onwards, is mad. It's incredible. Right, we've spoken for twenty minutes and we've covered three games. <laughs> let's them. let's go through yes. pretty quickly okay. on the rest. Cyberpunk twenty seven. Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk twenty seven eleven. You've both seen it. Cyber- Still looks uh, good. Yeah, I saw it yesterday. It yeah, it's I saw. It. So they showed another lengthy forty five minute demo, mm-hmm. similar to last year. All new footage. Little bit of Keanu. It's yeah. still looking brilliant. I just I'm at the point of this game now where I know I'm gonna play it. I know I love the setting and what mm. they're doing with it, but I need to feel how that shooting feels. Yeah. Is it more does it feel like more like a fallout shooter or mm-hmm. more like a doom shooter? I think so. It looks in between. Yeah. Are we both on the same page that like even if the shooting isn't great, it's probably not gonna bother us because the world is that good? It'll, it'll bother me a little because I want it I obviously want it to feel good. Like so you want it to be a shooter as much as it's a, like an immersive sim RPG? I want it. Yeah, I mean, you can't... Well, we should point out, you can also finish that game without killing a single yeah. person. Mm. So you don't even need to use a gun. Yeah. <laughs> but I do need, like... I love a good shooter and I need it to feel like... I do enjoy the Fallout games a lot, but I always do wish their shooting was sure. better. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's... I think I, I yeah, I'm going into it. I think more on the idea of that it's a big immersive sim that's got an RPG scale mm. to it, and so I, I love a gun that feels great, but I'm I'm less fussed about that. Yeah. I think before we move on from that, mm. I think there, there's a big nice surprise in this demo, which is that um, there's there's a bit of uh, hacking into the cyberspace and you get to go into cyberspace. Hello. And uh, that sounds cool. If anybody's played the Shadowrun games on PC where you get to go into cyberspace, it's basically that, but in 3D, full on, you know, into your eyeballs, yeah, fucker cool. vision. The, the fucker <laughs> vision. The pure scale of this game is... Mental. Astonishing. Yeah. And I... Yeah, I don't know how I'll have time for anything else in my life. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. I can't believe it's out that early next year. It's also very similarly how I feel about the Outer Worlds. Yes, mm, Another open world RPG. With guns that look way better than I thought they would. Yeah. it's Well, to me, they didn't look that much better than I thought they would. I just mean the guns themselves, oh, not the like gunplay. It looks, obviously with the people behind it, it did feel very New Vegasy and yep. it has that Fallout mm-hmm. style of gunplay to it. Mm-hmm. But I will admit, yeah, they're not just guns with bullets like... The one like shotgun sort of gun we saw that just dissolves people into red mist. Yeah, yeah there's brilliant. also they didn't use it in the demo, but there's a baton that when you hit people with it, it deforms them. And it was originally a bug in the game oh, that, yeah. that they got a melee attack that just kept making everything blow out of proportion. Like, wait, this is the funniest thing we've seen. So they just turned it into a weapon. So good. Like that's I think that's Obsidian right down to a T. Like they know their games are like it's almost like the studio isn't quite 
big enough to polish everything that they need to to mm. the standards that other studios that are making these sort of RPGs can but they completely lean into it yeah. and that's why New Vegas is so memorable because it's not just a great Fallout game it's a fun Fallout game yeah. and I think that's what Outer Worlds is as well mm. the thing I wanted to point out from it is that if you have the lowest possible intelligence it gives you a whole new set of responses <laughs> called just dumb, dumb. Yeah. and the one we saw is like a guy trying to convince people to leave a factory floor and he's going there's been an accident with the grease and it's greasifying everything <laughs> which is fucking brilliant we, I do want to point out the uh, the pigs they have oh They're sisty pigs sisty pigs who <laughs> There aren't there aren't traditional pigs. You don't just butcher the pigs and eat their meat. They grow they grow bacon flavored cysts. Yeah, bacon flavored tumors. Yeah. Tumors on them. <laughs> then just they harvest just them. harvest the tumors off of the pigs to make like boist and beans and boist first. <laughs> Sounds so gross. It, it looked disgusting, and I'm into it because yeah. it's weird. It does look. It looks yeah. like a really fun yeah. fiction to yeah. delve into, and that's what you want from yeah. those guys. Moving on to something else. Yeah. Something where I have no doubt the guns will feel great. Yeah. But I worry about everything, everything else surrounding <laughs> them. I saw 10 minutes of Call of Duty Modern Warfare today, mm-hmm. and it was the 10 minutes of most uncomfortable... Was it harrowing? It was just. It was just not. I went in there expecting maybe to still see some Call of Duty fun because mm-hmm. ultimately I want to have fun when I play a game, and it was not fun. So the ten minutes I saw, it was pre-contextualized by the fact that there'd been a bombing in Piccadilly Circus in London, and they showed like ten seconds of you walking as a police officer, and then a bomb goes off, and I assume that extends to about ten minutes of harrowing mm-hmm. footage of people walking around burnt and with Does it turn into threads? I don't know. <laughs> it, it was grim. And then basically that was the context for the mission which was we're going to a terrace house in North London and going up floor by floor to take out all of the um, extreme... Is it the raid? It was kind of like that. So all of the extremists in there plotting these uh, attacks. So they're trying to create this... Their thing is modern warfare is now not restricted to the battlefield. It's all about this sort of thing. Spec ops taking out effectively civilians as casualties. God. And it was just like, it was like the scene, a scene from Zero Dot 30, but that's not an eight to 10 hour campaign I want to play. No. It, like they've got, I'll start with the positives. It's a very visually stunning game. Like Mm -hmm. it looks beautiful. And they've added some of the Rainbow Six Siege stuff. If you can peek around wall corners, you can shoot through walls. Like if someone's hiding in a closet and they shoot, you can just shoot straight through the wall and get them. But then, basically, this demo started with you know, like sneaking into this house, picking the lock. Then you like see a couple of people in the kitchen having dinner. They're not they're not armed. Yeah. And then you just shoot out the light above and put them some night vision goals and pop both of them in the head. Fucking hell. Um, they're obviously ter- like they're terrorists. Yeah. They're not just normal civilians. They are because they're eating beans and being like, <laughs> I can't wait to blow up another landmark. I'm just thinking like, why are we not trying to arrest these people and get information? Yeah. Why are we going straight in there and saying, let's shoot them all in the head? Which is what you do. You go up floor by floor, slow- slowly and silently killing women and men in this house mm-hmm. the only person you don't kill is a woman holding a baby as if to make some sort of statement of oh no we can't do that they have clarified that if you choose to shoot the baby you fail the mission <laughs> wow it's I mean, mad that they've had to make that a clarification <laughs> but like you could easily do it because obviously it was a stage demo so it wasn't mm-hmm. being played live in front of me but like they turn quickly to the left 
half the people will just instantly shoot if they see because you've been trained for three four yeah. hours up until that point to mm. shoot anyone you see yeah so mm. it's not really a moral choice it's are your reactions quick enough <laughs> yeah and I don't know if that's sort of some sort of meant to be some sort of commentary on the life of a modern soldier and civilian casualties but you make your way all up to the top and you're there with Soap Matavish mm-hmm. and there's this woman there's this locked door at the top in the roof and you break into the room and there's just one woman in there who's like no no don't kill me they they locked me in here. They were going to kill me. And you shoot her once in the leg for some reason. <laughs> oh, my God. And then I don't know if it's just to, like, stop her moving. But then, like, she's, like, on the floor. But then she reaches for something. So, you sh- like, someone else shoots her in the head. And there's this moment of, like, should we have done that? Should we have killed her? But then, like, Soap Retabich just picks up a detonator and goes... No, it's all right. She would. You did the right thing. She would have blown us all to smithereens. It's like, okay, so you've just justified this whole situation. Yeah. It sounds like it's silly because the thing that like cause I really like the original modern Modern mm. Warfare trilogy. I think Modern Warfare one's cracking and two is great. Yeah. Um, but I've always found that over time, Call of Duty went really savage. Like yeah. it really wanted to be grisly and like even though it was a Michael Bay game, yeah. and it got all of that mad full on explosion. Yeah. There's a bit in I think it was Black Ops. Three, where you force a woman's face into like yeah. a flame and melt it off, yeah. and I was like, "Fucking hell!" Black this Ops is Three a bit much. was especially like torture porn. Yeah, like yeah. the start of that game is you watching as a robot rips your arms and legs off. Yeah, like it's fucking gross. It's <laughs> it's like, I don't mind it. like. No Russian in Modern Warfare 2 does make me slightly uncomfortable, but I don't mind it as ten minutes of part of a no, long yeah. ten. And it also game. works as a part of its. A, Product of its it time. Yeah. yeah. Like, that was amazing at that time. Yeah. We don't need to be taught that lesson no. again. And I don't need, like, from what I can tell, I've obviously only seen 10 to 15 minutes of this mm-hmm. game, but from all the material and everything they've talked about it, it is just that sort of level of harrowing for eight hours. Yeah. And I don't know if, is that fun? Do you know nah. what is fun? What? Borderlands 3. It is, at, well, me and Matt played yeah. a little bit this afternoon. I've died to two. Just straight after you. Did you? Yeah, I, I, went, did into, you, didn't I went into the oh, uh, session okay, yeah. after you. Um, it's just fun. I shamelessly enjoy Borderlands no. just because it's pure fun gameplay. Like It's just an instant gratification of seeing numbers fly off of someone as <laughs> you I, shoot him in the head with ridiculous guns. I couldn't have cared less about Borderlands 3 at this. Like I don't think I would have gone if I didn't have the schedule thing. Yeah. And I've come out really happy that I played it because yeah. it's... So the thing was is like so when you do the demo at E3 you get taken into it's almost like a fucking IMAX isn't it you yeah. go into first and like I was you know I was there because I was scheduled in for it mm. and I'm not I'm not a huge fan of Borderlands mm. one or two you know they don't really fuss um, but they were telling us about the new character who whose name I can't remember now Mose Mose yeah and then it turned out that Mose has a mech yeah and I've got a mech fetish <laughs> yep. so, I'm glad you've admitted to this <laughs> tell the group about your mech fetish so I mean like I've, top three sexy mechs top three sexy mechs I'm well into uh, I love the Legion from is it Legion from uh Titanfall 2, the really big, big, oh, chunky boy, chain, yeah, chain yeah. gun, he's good, yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> then you get, a, you get the Ronin if you want something a bit more sleek. <laughs> you're, so just two Titanfall. Your, your, your bedroom is just full of mech posters. Mechs coyly covering their groins with their big fists. Just a big gun held. Just a big, oil me up, I'm creaking. <laughs> Like the tennis picture with that woman scratching her ass, except it's a mech in a little skirt. That's a Warhammer 40k. Yeah. It's a dreadnought. Yeah. Dead space marine inside. I only watched the last two minutes of Aliens. It's the good thing. 
We've got off topic. <laughs> Mose has a mech and it's got a rail gun that makes people just fucking explode. explode. It's yeah. great. Um, I don't know if there's much more to say about Borderlands. It does seem to me to be exactly the same game, but prettier and more explosive. Yeah, and that's yeah. great. Good on them. Yep. What's not the same game is Final Fantasy VII. Christ. You can talk about this because I have little interest, although I will admit it's also another very beautiful looking game. Yeah, yeah. it is. I think that's the interesting thing is like it's easy for, like we've been looking at trailers for this, like the, obviously it was originally announced in 2015 with an incredibly stunning trailer and then we got one a few months ago after a long time of back practically radio silence from Square and it does look very good. It's very easy to think, oh, that's all pre-rendered nonsense, isn't it? <laughs> It's not, apparently, because I played it and it looked <laughs> yes. like that. Yeah. Um, I think the interesting thing is, is like, I don't know, I'll point you to IGN.com where you can read an awful lot of words that I've written about this so far, is it's got an incredible combat system that basically pivots between the old turn-based system and uh, like a new, more action-heavy thing, but you can't, you can't exclusively use one. Mm. So it's not like you can say, oh, well, I want an exact remake of what I played in 1997, so I'm only going to use the tactical side. You can't because it doesn't work without using the action side. And at the same point, you can't just come in and go, oh, I've only ever played a Kingdom Hearts game before and just want to play it like that because you have to use your skills, which are what come in the weird turn-based system. Watch a bunch of trailers if you want to know how that works. There's an entire breakdown on IGN now, which you can see. But what I will say is like, they've called it Final Fantasy 7 Remake and it almost does the entire game a mis- like a, a disservice because it's not a remake it's a complete reimagining it's, yeah. it's you know this first episode is going to come out on two Blu-ray discs how many games come out on two Blu-ray discs it's insane it's like that was even- a rumour about Red Dead <laughs> yeah yeah so not even Red Dead has come out but Red Dead is this huge game that covers an entire story. This is going to be like the first disc of the original game. Yeah. It is one city. And so they've obviously turned I'm I've not been able to see beyond like if, if anybody's played Final Fantasy 7 the bit you get to play in the E3 demo is the first uh, Mako reactor bombing run so it's up to the Guard Scorpion boss fight which is now a three-stage boss fight with loads of components to it which is amazing. But Presumably when you get out of like that reactor, it, Midgar is going to be... I mean, in my head now, it must be some sort of weird open-world sort of city because I don't understand how they've made what is allegedly a full Final Fantasy game yeah. out of what is the first six hours of the I've original. 20 hours of Chocobo racing, that's why. That'd be all right. I mean, you don't do Chocobo racing until you get to the gold saucer. You should added it. They've added it. <sighs> Fucking hell, imagine if Midgar's got a... Chocobo racing circuit in it pop off Simon in my head in my head it looks a lot like the racetrack from Grim Fandango Uh, it's what I want yeah with the Um, giant cats and you got to meet the director of the original game yeah yeah so Katassi was there he was doing the um, the, there was a presentation that they did first in order to get as much as possible in for you the sessions were an hour but they do like the first half of the bombing run in like a presentation and then when you went to play it you got to do the end bit and yeah, and he was a really nice man. Um, and you broke the fascinating story that they don't know how many games they're going to make. <laughs> yeah, yet. yeah, that was weird. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. always nice to have a plan, I find. Yeah, so I wouldn't guarantee on ever finding out until it's actually finished how many games it's going to take. Yeah. Is this going to be like a Half-Life scenario where we have one or two parts of this game and we never see the end? I honestly, I don't think they will be allowed not to make these games, but yeah. I think what's going to happen is we'll now get a world where Final Fantasy continues making mainline games every 
four or five years yeah. and in between you're getting Final Fantasy 7s mm-hmm. like on different consoles and, like, and like, we will all be 56 years old by the oh, time yeah. this is over mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean in regards to like the, it's doing gangbusters on the everybody's talking about it on the internet yeah. this is gonna sell shit tons mm-hmm. they will have the money they need to make it yep. like I, I don't think that's a worry I think it will get finished it's just who knows when it's really nice that it's good <laughs> yes. it's yeah up. that's the thing is like it could be easy to say so like oh it's shit and they're just gonna milk yeah. it for a seven yeah. eight installments it's I, not it's great like i said i'm not i'll give it a go like i give every final fantasy a little go but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just happy for the people that want it yeah thank you uh i'm not unhappy you. for the, <laughs> I'm, I'm unhappy for the people who want avengers because <laughs> it's toilet <laughs> well we don't know that no we don't from it's, what we've so we've all seen the what, yeah. 20 minute long gameplay so gamma? if you've seen the announcement of avengers no matter how you feel about it that's not what we've we've seen that and we've also seen um that a, whole mission what appears to be the tutorial mission from the game in which you play as five different Avengers in sequence. We haven't mm. had hands-on, but um, to, to make that clear. Yeah. Um, I think it looks bad. <laughs> I, I am not interested. I in think I am people. the most positive on this table about yeah, it, but I, I am just, not blown away. They've no. done such a bad job at telling people what this game is. And I don't know if they're trying the, to be deliberately yeah. mysterious and build hype, mm. but it's completely backfiring because yeah. no one knows... Yeah what you do and who you do it with like is it single player or well, is it right. co-op so, so first we'll clarify what we saw yeah. is so what we saw is a linear what appears to be the tutorial mission in which case you play the five Avengers in sequence starting with Thor finishing with Black Widow mm. and it is very much like the sort of game you'd expect Crystal Dynamics to make yeah. Yeah. it is I think closer to the original Tomb Raider rather than Rise or with Shadow very mixed results I it so they open with Thor, who is my favourite Avenger, and yeah. the one when I've he's seen this line. He's the one where I'm like, I would pick Thor, I think, to start off with. He just comes across like a poor man's Kratos. He's a bad Kratos. Yeah, he's... And I'm not blaming the voice actor, but the lines. At one point, he just hits someone and goes, I am mighty. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? That's not... The, What's he my favourite bad, bad line is the Captain America bit. No, Iron Man bit, where he goes... Uh, I hope they haven't got... And then someone shoots at him and he just goes, Pulsar cannons! <laughs> like, what? Nolan North, you're better than this. Um, but yeah, like, I, like, I don't think the, the Thor combat looks very good. Uh, actually, I don't think... There's only Captain America's combat that I enjoyed, out, well, at least from a visual level. And that's just because... For You're me, like, I, I fucking love Captain America, as anybody that listens to our podcast regularly will know. And for me, the rating of a good... Like, when I saw Winter Soldier, the reason why I fell in love with it immediately is because the opening of Winter Soldier nails the way Captain America moves. Mm. And I think, like, he does the spinning kicks in this. He's got... There's a great bit where he holds a shield up and punches the back of the I shield... I love that move. ...into an enemy. I liked Captain America's combat. It looked good. It looked... Yeah, Satisfying. Like a good brawler. My problem is that it looked... Everything to me... So I actually thought Hulk looked the most interesting sure. combat-wise mm-hmm. because he's the only one who doesn't act exactly how I expected him to yeah. act. There's mm-hmm. no surprise that Black Widow shoots people with two pistols yeah. and does occasional and wrestling does, moves. And does backflips. And does backflips. And there's no surprise that Iron Man shoots things with his hands and occasionally with his chest. Mm-hmm. But Hulk occasionally picks people up and smashes yeah. them around or picks two people up and dual wields people yeah. as weapons. Yeah, that That's was fun. fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um 
But the game itself just doesn't interest me. I don't want to spend time with those versions of those characters as it stands. So, so yeah, so they showed us that mission, which is basically like you play as them in sequence, which is quite clearly to introduce you to their fight styles, and you can then decide these are the characters I want to play as mm-hmm. if it. But then it's a case of what they didn't tell us is what happens after that, because they're telling us it's a co-op game, but then they ended that presentation with a slightly confusing phrasing of it's got single-player campaign and co-op, mm. not single-player campaign with co-op. Yeah. And so it's kind of... And so I'm sure we'll eventually get this clarified, but I've spoken to other people I know that have been speaking with the development team and stuff like that, and the things that I'm getting out of is it sounds like it has a single-player campaign that actually when you get to key moments in the story then have co-op, almost dungeon-like strikes mm. from Destiny. Mm. And so it's like... So it's trying to have both parts of it and eat it all at the same time and not in the way that like Destiny does it where it threads it all together quite nicely. It is, I mean, apparently you can play the co-op bits on your own if you want to, so it can be played as a single player campaign. Like, I don't want to say that this is definitely what's going on because it's all up in the air. Everybody's hearing different things. But the closest to a coherent thing I've got is that. And I like... But it's got Destiny elements to it as well, where you're grinding characters and earning new stuff, and there'll be costumes and stuff like that. I still don't know what this game is, so I no. can't be excited about I, it. Yeah, I don't know. I just hope it has a good... If it has a good, solid Avengers plotline, then that'll drag me through yeah. half good combat, I think, it, just to get a good story. And they allude to it in the trailer, but it confirmed pretty much at the end of our gameplay that Captain America is dead. I think he's yeah. disappeared. You don't think he's dead? No. Because they, you, no wouldn't set him up, you wouldn't right? set, but you wouldn't set him up as a tutorial character no. as, in that way. If you mm-hmm. played the entire mission as him and then he died, and then it was yeah. like the rest of the Avengers are now available, yeah. that would be a thing. Okay, Do you know what I'm not worried about. Well, no. Luigi's Mansion. It's going to be yeah. a fucking banger. It looks beautiful. Luigi's Mansion Three is exactly what you think it is, except it looks nicer than it's ever looked. They can get even more animations of Luigi being fucking adorable, <laughs> and he shits out a goop version of himself. Sorry, what? Luigi. <laughs> Luigi uh, is a either a co-op character or just a mechanic. So nice. he's got this bag of goop on his bag, <laughs> and he literally does an animation like he's shitting it out. It's amazing. <laughs> he bends over and it slides out of past his ass. And then there's a goopy little Luigi that can go over spikes and fall down drains. Disgusting. <laughs> Luigi's so Mansion is always... So I've never played a Luigi's Mansion game. Idiot. But yeah, it's one of those where I always have always wanted to. I just never owned a GameCube. So you know um, the beautiful thing... Or a 3DS. They're the two consoles yeah. I've never had. The, the beautiful thing about... Um, uh, Toad Treasure Tracker. Yeah. That feeling of these like toy boxes that they've made. Mm. This is like doll's houses, so yeah. every room is presented like oh, tiny little okay. dioramas and you're moving from room to room to room oh. like that. And like you're looking into into mm-hmm. the front wall. Yeah. And it's always looked like that, but they've just fucking nailed it now. This mm-hmm. is like particularly on the handheld screen, this is going to look absolutely gorgeous. Me and, and Matt bumped into Luigi earlier, was walking down yeah, the hall. Did you? Yeah, he was just walking around. Is he frightened of you? No, I mean, no, no, I think ghost. I think he's still got the you know the energy play. of year of Luigi in him. Well, it's it was official Nintendo guy, was it? Yeah, Luigi. Was there. I've always loved Luigi. Like whenever there was the choice of Mario or Luigi, I've always gone Luigi. Yeah, but I just course. love. I think it's just because I love green. Yeah, um, yeah it's my favorite color. He's yeah. also the, oh, he's yeah. the sniper in Kingdom Battle. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so basically, Luigi's Mansion Three is great. I don't know what more to say. It's just exactly what you want it to be, and it was going to be amazing when it comes out because they still haven't said when it's coming out except that it's 2019. 
Mm. Um, imagine if it's been out since January. Huh. Oh, that's technically 2019. Oh no! Do you know what else come out 2019? Go on. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, I had to watch a gameplay video of this beforehand because I missed it. Yeah. <laughs> Most important thing about that, Saw Gerrera's in it. Borgallet! <laughs> We've become obsessed with shouting the words Borgallet in deference to Forrest Whitaker's yeah. peerless performance as Saw Gerrera. And do you know what has me most excited about that game is, is the combat because... It's got airs of like Sekiro, but yeah. much, much kinder. Yeah. Which is what I'm into because I do enjoy the style of combat in the Souls games. I just find them unnecessarily harsh. It feels like a it feels like a power fantasy, but that requires you to be powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like and you have to be good to be allowed to feel as good as a Jedi. It's would. very hard for me to get bored of defe- uh, deflecting laser blasts yeah. back into stormtroopers' faces. That looks great. And you can also like use the force to grab the bolts. You know how like um, oh Kylo Ren does. Yeah, yeah, weapons. you can you can do like it looks. See a bit where like yeah, they, a stormtrooper's firing, so he grabs someone else and then just push them into the path of that laser blast to yeah. kill them. Or mm-hmm. Like there's clever things like that. I think that. The internet reaction seems to be slightly muted yeah. to it, and I think it's because, like, maybe it's that demo is not quite what people expected, and also it seems the demo they put out for people to watch seems slightly stiff. Yeah, but from like it was very much on rails polished. Yeah, I think the people that have played it mm. have been very, very sort of like actually, you know, it's a proper respawn game. It, it is polished. It feels good. The combat, you know, has got everything going about it. It's been a long time since we had a game where it felt like you were using a lightsaber properly. Like yeah. we're, we're talking, we've got to go back to the Jedi Knight games on PC before mm. since since mm. combat was great in a Star Wars game. It's very hard to find that balance playing as a Jedi of just wanting to carve down everyone in your way and providing a challenge. Yeah, and it looks like those. What are they called? The Inquisitors? Is it? Yeah, yeah they've got they, like the. They the look like a bit of a challenge, mm-hmm. and yeah. The, um, it's promising. They have confirmed that you can't uh, lop off limbs with it, though, which mm. is disappointing. Never mind. Oh, well. You played another Star Wars action game that you love. I have. The new LEGO Star Wars game, LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, is not what a lot of people think it is. I yeah. think a lot of people think it's just the old games pushed all together. Yeah. No, it's a complete, from the ground up, built game, which... Sounds I've seen 15 minutes of it being played and looks amazing. It looks beautiful. Like they, the, Lego is so underrated. Lego, Lego Marvel Superheroes when it came out was genuinely was one of the best looking games yeah. I'd ever seen. It, like, and I know it's working with like a lower level of stuff, yeah. but oh my god, I'll it's so a good. Quick, I'm halfway through writing the preview, so I'll give a quick brief overview now. Yeah. It's all nine of the core films, including Rise of Skywalker, so it's not coming out till 2020. Yeah. So it's not coming out before, don't worry, they're not going to spoil the film in yeah. the Lego game. But it's all nine open from the start, you can play them in any order, and each film has five levels within each that are just key story beats from each film. And you don't just pick story missions, you actually fly around in space to the different planets, have space battles. You can fight an Imperial Star Destroyer, I learned the fact... A real-size Imperial Star Destroyer, 18 million Lego bricks. Ooh. It took to build that in-game. Beautiful. Um, yeah, and then you hyperspace to different planets, drop in on them and different locations on those planets, and do missions from there. So there are little mini hubs where there's little side missions to do, and then specific areas to go to do the story beat in that place. And say you go to like Tatooine Jabba's Palace. If you go there in A New Hope, then you turn left down a chasm there'll be nothing there if you've got Return of the Jedi selected and you turn left then Jabba's barge will be there because you're on the Sarlacc pit bit That's like cool. the worlds develop depending on what 
episode you've selected. But it's like what you're describing doesn't sound like a traditional Lego game. It's not. It's a different Lego game. So you've still got the core gameplay of destroying things, rebuilding the bricks, shooting enemies, but it's a new camera perspective. It's the third person from Lego City Undercover, so free roam, that free camera behind Mm -hmm. the person. When you're shooting, you actually aim. There's no lock-on. You actually free aim. And numbers come off Borderlands style of enemies. So that like each enemy has a health bar, it's not just one shot mm-hmm. done. It's a lot more it's almost an action RPG. <laughs> well, you almost wonder whether they're just going, Well, if kids have been playing Lego Star Wars for as long as we've made it, yeah. they're grown up now. They can play proper games. We don't need to like count yeah. out to tiny people mm-hmm. anymore. Because uh, this is for fucking nerds. Yeah, and like I think in general, like I I, I notice now like, a lot of our kind of peers in our industry that will all follow on Twitter now have kids and stuff like that. Mm. And I'm seeing, you know, I see people who've got four year old kids that can do Cuphead on like the the most insane difficulty. It's like yeah, <laughs> it it doesn't like. Uh, a kids Lego game or a family Lego game doesn't have to be completely broken down simple now mm. like kids are coming up in an age where like they just speak the language of video games so they can play something yeah. a bit more technical I'm it's 2020 no more specific than that but I am really looking forward I like the Lego games and Lego plus Star Wars open worlds I'm in yeah yeah uh, I guarantee that I'm the only person at IGN who has seen the game Maneater. Sharks. Or as I'm choosing to call it, Fucko the Dolphin. <laughs> um, because it is a game in which you play an angry, vengeful shark. But, uh, so we've known about this since last year, and they did another um, annou- like announcement trailer for it this year, but we've never seen any gameplay. And they were just showing it in this tiny little booth in the middle of nowhere. Um, and... It's really weird. Did I already tell you what it was? No. Okay. You've told me. Yeah. Okay. So, Maneater is a game set as if it is a reality show about a shark hunter and a shark who hate each other. What? And it's narrated, Bastion style, by Chris Parnell <laughs> from Archer and yeah, Hot Rod and everything. Life, yeah. uh, so, you're like swimming along and Chris Parnell's like, mmm, that catfish looks delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that actually it's... Um, Catfish made for life, so there's going to be a lady catfish wondering where her husband is. And, like, it's really funny. And so the, the core gameplay is you are a shark, uh, you start as a baby shark, do-do-do, and then you swim around and you eat as many fishies that you can deal with mm-hmm. as possible, and then at a certain point you grow into a slightly bigger shark. And the game is about evolving life size. Okay. They showed us us, showed us... Uh, Life's uh, where were we up to the life cycle like uh, adult Mm -hmm. which is the third of five so adult goes beyond because then one of the nutrients you need is called mutagen X and so you're just going (laughs) that your shark is becoming like a fucking monster like a megalodon by the end of it yeah so and the idea is the bigger you are the bigger the stuff you can Mm -hmm. eat Um, mass is an actual thing so like if you're a big enough shark and they also it's not just a jump you procedurally grow a tiny bit every single time you eat, right. no matter what it is. So if you're a big shark, you can literally just jump onto a boat and sink it <laughs> with sheer mass. Um, it's got, it looks hilarious. Like there's breaching, so you can jump. There's like elements of platforming mm-hmm. getting around. You can go onto shore and flop around and eat people, and then you've got a certain amount of time to get back into the water. Um, regions you're in in the open world. Uh, all have a resident apex predator who will get angry if you eat too many fish or of its stuff 
and will come after you. So there's like a barracuda is the one when you're a baby, but then there's like an alligator, a sperm whale. And the most mental thing is, well, apart, actually, apart from anything else, it also has like a full GTA wanted system, but it's like named bounty hunters coming after you who will give you bonuses for killing them. All of this mad stuff. The evolution system is insane. So they didn't show us this in game, but they showed us concept art. So they want you to unlock like essentially armor sets of mutations so you can get like sort of anglerfish style bits that come off you and they disrupt uh, electro- electro- electronic systems around you or like bone armor that's just growing out of your head or you can just replace all your teeth with metal teeth like jaws so you can bite through <laughs> metal boats like, it looks insane so when you like before you went to see it because obviously we saw the trailer during the PC gamer, gamer show yeah. Um, and I just assumed it was going to be sort of like goat sim, but just kind of a bit more in so depth. Did I? Yeah, it sounds like a much bigger. Yeah, I, I didn't realise it had got like a campaign sort it's of a, thing it's to it. It's a story about a shark that hates a man called Scaly Pete. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. I cannot wait for it. Like, there's elements that look a bit budget. Like, it's clearly not yeah. a AAA game. Oh no, of course. But it's. Fully fledged. Like, there is really nice looking stuff in there, and the systems all fit. The trailer it's, looks nice. Yeah, yeah, but it's worth pointing out as well. Like, it's not a survival game. It's not you have to eat yeah. to stay alive. Mm. It's That's a currency. Eating stuff sure. is just getting, like, proteins, fats, yeah. something else, and mutagenics. And you sort of... That, and you spend, stats, them on, yeah. mm-hmm. you spend them on um, yeah. mutations. No, I just, I just got it in my head that it was almost like a session-based thing where you go in and go, oh, I'm just going to play a session of, of Manhunter now. No, it's a full... Traditional open world game, except you're a shark. Amazing. <laughs> I cannot wait for it. Uh, we're going to finish up by talking about Fall Guys. The silliest game I think we've played. It's about three. Uh, people keep calling it a battle royale, but it's actually. It's Takeshi's Castle. Castle. <laughs> you play the, old, the original battle royale. Yeah. Takeshi's Castle. 100 people <laughs> play Little Weeble Guys, yeah. and then they're whittled down over the course of a few rounds. Yeah. Uh, until they get to a level where you run up a hill it's and grab by, a crown. If anyone's played Humans Fall Flat, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, is it made by them? I don't think it is. is it's it just no, very it's made by Mediatonic. Fr- All right. Um, I've gone mad. It's yeah. got a it's very similar, similar top heavy people that yeah. like bowl over. Well, it's, it's very physics based. And Gang Beasts, Human Fall Flat. Like it's that stuff where where the characters are very jelly like, yeah. like comical physics objects. Um, it looks great. I think I enjoyed it more than you did, but we. No, I enjoyed it. I just. I want to play it once it's full, so we only got to play three of the mini games. Yeah, whereas and there's meant to be thirty. There's meant to be thirty, and I think they're meant to be over five rounds in the full yeah. thing. I think. So the idea is, yeah, you start. Well, that's silly. I, I played. My character was called Borgullet, and mine was called Saul Guerrero, and you won <laughs> twice in a row, which I was did. very irritating. They loved it, except <laughs> you. Um, that game's really fucking fun. Like I can see us playing that a lot in the office. Um, it's. It's just so stupid. Like the yeah. three, so that we played the same three rounds every time. One of them is literally the round in Takeshi's Castle where you have to run through walls, but some of them are solid and some aren't. Yeah, um, that's amazing. That was brilliant. Uh, one of them is like you have to grab ta- like fifty people have tails and fifty people don't. Or oh, not fifty. It's like thirty half and, and thirty. Half, yeah. yeah, half and half of the tens of people mm-hmm. have tails and half don't, and you have to grab the tails. And whoever has a tail at the end goes through to the next round. Sure. But it's set over like a mad obstacle course with like hammers that smash <laughs> you over, and like you can hide under little bits and things like that. And the final round is run up a hill that's got boulders falling down it constantly, <laughs> and you have to get to the top over all these objects. And then there's a floating crown and that moves up and down, and you have to jump and grab onto it. And if you don't, you get a conveyor belt like back halfway down the mountain, and the first one to grab the crown wins. And how, how long like is a round? 
Uh, usually at two or three minutes. And then, like, how many is it? Because obviously, each time the round finishes, it's knocking players out. Yeah, right? and it's, yeah. it's the last player sort of left. The last, pl- it's the first person who grabs the crown wins the whole yeah, thing. Sure. Um, so it's over. It would be over in ten minutes, mm-hmm. I think, in the final game. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's just silly. It's and funny. really funny. Like, we were playing. It was just four people, four human players, and then like ninety-six AI. And the AI aren't the most competent in the world. No. But I can imagine once this is fully going and you get a hundred people yeah. online. It'll be because it's a really game. Fun. It's a game to be a total dickhead in. Like, <laughs> yeah. I cannot wait to just mess with people. It's a very loud noise outside. Is that signalling that we need to go? <laughs> uh, we do probably need to go soon. Should we finish up just quickly by saying uh, the things we wish we'd seen that were here? I'll start Fire Emblem Three Houses, which I am still incredibly excited for, and I can't believe it's going to be out next month. Um, Everything I've seen of it that was here, I only found out today that it was on show. I'm very annoyed about it. Um, everything I've seen makes it look like just absurdly complex, and that's what I want from Fire Emblem. I want it to be like crazy uh, skills based strategy. Like, it just looks yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I cannot I, um, wait. I, it will be my first Fire Emblem, mm. but everything I know about it is exactly the sort of things that I'm into. It's yeah. just the you know the Japanese equivalent of quite a lot of Western mechanics. So I've sort they're of definitely used. they're definitely like taking some of that stuff, but it, you know it's built on the Fire Emblem template with a bit of advanced wars. And yeah, like, but they're doing a much more total warry view of battle yeah. now, which is really yeah. cool. See, I'm really and I'm really interested in like I've got super into the idea of just relationships in games recently. Yeah. Like I've got super into Persona and like you just want met. Data. Oh yeah, mech oh, data simulator. Devolver just comes out with a mech data. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I as for me, I'd have loved to have played a bit of Star Wars um, because I didn't get to. But actually, like, I haven't been able to play Pokemon, mm. and I really want to see what you know, me Sword too. and Shield's like. Dynamax. I think baby. the one game I said I want to see how it feels is Control. Haven't been out. Still haven't been able to play Control. Hopefully, I'll get to play Control soon. That would it be looks nice. Bang, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's going to be all from us we have to go to a party now like cool guys I have to pretend to like drink and talking to people and dancing to fuck sorry I love to dance to fuck that's my MO I'll let you know Uh, I'll let him know if he dances to fuck (laughs) Uh. alright see you later have a lovely time kiss kiss bye Oh, Gullick.